From Love and Radio, you're listening to The Secrets Hotline at 1-929-SECRETS. I'm Nicholas Vanderkolk. Hi, so um, I guess I should remain anonymous for this because what I did wasn't technically legal. My sister went to college and she was living on campus and she was living in a dorm and it kind of pushed her outside of her comfort zone. So she was interacting with people all day and she was feeling kind of overwhelmed. She started developing anxiety. She started doing research online about how to help get through anxiety and deal with it. And something that she found out about was mushrooms. She heard about microdosing and how you can take small doses over a period of time and how a lot of people have found that to be really useful. The problem was she didn't really know how to get them. And so somehow she had heard about the dark web and how you can buy all sorts of drugs on there and other things like that. But she's not a very tech-savvy person, so she came to me and she was like, Oh, you're going to have to learn my name. Uh, she came to me and she was like, you need to help me find some shrooms. And I was like, oh, I actually might be able to do that. I went to this website called Empire and um, it's actually shut down now, tragically. It was weird because I saw all this stuff about like you could buy like meth and all these hard drugs and I felt like I was like doing something definitely wrong but I knew that if I had gotten a hold of these mushrooms that it would end up helping her so I ordered some and I had to like encrypt my address and do all this stuff to like cover my trail so I had to learn of all this techie stuff to figure out how to buy these shrooms these little microdose capsules for my sister and for a few months, I had no idea if they would show up. And then one day, my sister goes down to get the mail, and she's like, So she runs upstairs, and she starts, like, organizing them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to try it, too. I want to try it, too. She's a very sensitive person, and I'm not. Like, I've never been scared of trying different drugs or substances. I'm good at keeping myself in control and knowing when to stop and stuff. But this was her first time trying anything remotely close to shrooms. Like when she tried weed, that totally wigged her out and she hated it and she never wanted to do it again. So we thought, oh, you know, if you're just taking a little bit of shrooms, it shouldn't be that big of an issue. So she took it one night and then she starts freaking out and she's like texting me like, I think I'm losing my mind. Like, I think that was actually like Xanax because she was like doing all this research on like how you take Xanax, it'll do all this stuff to you. So like it totally freaks her out. It totally messed her up for like two weeks and I felt kind of responsible because she wanted to figure out how to fix her anxiety and this just triggered it and made it worse. But like she really pressured me into buying it. So I was like, you know what? I guess you got what you wanted. And she ended up giving me all of the pills. So. I have been microdosing for like the past three months, and uh, I gotta, I gotta say, it's, it definitely, it's not like super obvious the effect, but um, it does, it does make things a little bit brighter. Like when I was sitting in the hammock one day, everything just felt like the leaves were moving in a little, like in a nicer way, and the and the breeze was just drifting by and everything was beautiful and fantastic even though I only took 0.1 milligrams of it um so yeah you know it wigged her out and it freaked her out but I guess I win because now I have a whole bunch of shroom microdoses hi my name 
I'll leave it out. My secret is that when I was about 16, 17, 18, my sister had a pretty severe drug problem, mostly with pills. It led her to steal things from me and my parents from our house. She would steal anything that would be pawnable so that she can get money for what she needed. And I, being 16, 17, 18, was in the years of my life of needing money for things and not having a job and going to school and things like that just took a lot of my time. But also I was lazy. Mostly I was lazy. Because of her frequent stealing, I figured that I could get away with taking things myself and pawning them and getting money and then blaming her, which I did. I sold my parents' engagement ring and I blamed it on her. Yeah, that's that's the secret. doesn't really feel good to say out loud, but it's something that I did. So here we are. When I was maybe nine or 10 years old, I was staying the night at a friend's house and it was middle of the night, two or three o'clock in the morning. And I had to use the bathroom really, really fucking bad. I went to go use his bathroom and his older sister was in the bathroom. I didn't want to be embarrassed or anything because she was really, really good looking. I was shy. So I decided to take a piss in his closet all over his toys and action figures and cars and clothes. It felt like the longest piss of my life. And when I got done, I closed the door, went back to sleep. The next morning, we woke up. Everything was cool. Everything was normal. And then I decided to tell him that something smelled like piss in his room. He was like, what? I don't smell anything. And I was like, man, it's coming from the closet. So he opens up the closet. And of course, he sees that his shit is just covered with piss. I said, man, maybe that was your dog. I don't think he bought the story. I didn't stay the night at his house too much after that. That's my secret. I have a secret. Hey, Nick. I I am a part of a really large and really active friend group, which I'm really grateful about. I love all my friends dearly, and I truly, honestly celebrate their successes. I'm really happy for them. I am truly happy for them when things go well. They all happen to be in really happy, loving, long-term relationships. But, But right now... I am secretly happy when my friends fail. Just seeing them all in loving relationships makes me just so angry sometimes. To find out if a friend is broken up with a boyfriend or something happened at work or something isn't going so great in their life, it secretly makes me a little bit happy. I'm not angry at them, but 
A part of me wants to see them all break up with their partners. I sort of hate having that thought and I hate bringing that thought into existence. But right now, it's really hard being single because the second part of my secret is that I was in a pretty long relationship with someone about nine months. He was my first love and he made me really happy. I hope that I can find a relationship that makes me as happy as that one did. And I hope that he comes to his senses and realizes that we had a really happy and loving relationship. And the most fucked up part is that he was actually the first one who showed me the secrets hotline. A part of me wishes that he listens to the secret hotline and hears this and uh, calls me up. But I can't say that to him because I feel like that would just be totally wrecking and defacing my self-worth. So I'm telling you instead. Why scream into the void when you can scream into a podcast instead? Call the Secrets Hotline at 929-SECRETS or visit secretshotline.org. Hello, all the secret-loving freaks. My secret needs a short background first. This was during COVID-2020 in Sweden. I was sitting alone and had Microsoft team meetings during the days. My classmate, that is my neighbor too, would often eat lunch. So I called him and he started walking to me. Meanwhile, I warm up the chicken and the peanut sauce and think that I should fix something else for him because he will die if he eats peanuts. Even the smell is uncomfortable because he only tastes blood. But of course, I forget when he arrived. We took some food and at the first bite, he says it's uh, really good. And the second one, when I see his eyes widening the panic, is it peanuts in this? I realize it and just says yes. We drop everything and rush over to him in just four minutes. For every minute I see him lose color in his face and real panic kicks in. We came to his house and called 112 and he ate 12 cortisol pills. But he started puking on the floor with a weird mixture of pills and some chicken. Meanwhile, 112 says to us to wait on the street so the ambulance can see us. We wait on the street, we're both quite panicked because he's a huge risk of dying and me because I caused the whole situation. We wait for uh, maybe 7 to 10 minutes when the ambulance arrives. We go to the hospital and I hear him puke even more and he gets an EpiPen in his leg. It's an uh, adrenaline shot. He needed to stay for 3 hours but after 40 minutes I left. I called him later and he said it was all good, but just a bit hungry. And that's basically the whole story in itself. He now 
always has an EpiPen with him and it's as big as a straight banana. And I want to give a heads up for everyone. If it says a nut free zone, don't ignore it because it's serious. Yeah, really. Hi, um, I just listened to your episode about the a woman whose whose mom was suicidal, and I don't know if this is relevant or it is relevant. Uh, shit, man. Um, my husband is is suicidal right now, and I want to have a baby, and I've told him so. My secret is that I'm freaked out that if I have a baby with this person that I love, they will have really serious, depressive, suicidal episodes. And I'm also afraid to parent a child with a person who has severe, depressive episodes. Like, you know, yesterday... He locked himself in the brewery where we work, and um, I live in a foreign country. I live in Eastern Europe. He's from here. I'm not. He locked himself in, and he called me to say goodbye, and that he was leaving his wedding ring in in his backpack and um, leaving the key. And uh, I can't imagine having to deal with that situation with also a child. And I'm not sure what the, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how I think about any of that. And I was really just, uh, you know, I, I was struck at the end by this woman saying how, how much your mom hasn't had help. Cause that's basically all I've been hearing for months and months and months and months. It's like, you aren't helping me, you aren't helping me, you aren't helping me, why won't you help me, why won't you help me, why won't you help me? No, not that, it's pointless, it's pointless, it's pointless. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. And it's been the most heartbreaking experience of my life. And I've also, you know, he's called me selfish for thinking about myself during this time. That, like, I can't say he's mean because he wants to die. And, like, what is me feeling bad in the face of him wanting to kill himself? And I started having these questions with myself, like, what is the worst pain? Is it a worse pain to want to die? Or is it a worse pain to, like, why are all of these pains being um, put in a row, you know? Which one's the worst? What's worse? Killing yourself or feeling responsible for the death of the person that you love because they've been so angry that they've told you so. And so my secret is that my worst fear is that I'm going to come home to my husband dead with a note that says it's all your fault. You didn't, you didn't do anything. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know if that's, yeah. Um, just, uh, hella sympathy for this woman, <laughs> uh, in a different side, in a, in a different world to them. It all just hurts. And it's crazy to hurt so much for another person and to feel like you can't help them. And that the insufficiency of your love is part of why they want to die. Because they know that if the person who loves them the most can't help them, then what are they supposed to do? That's it for the Secrets Hotline, for now. Now, we've been hitting some pretty heavy topics lately, and that's okay. But I think we could all use a little mental health break once in a while. So if you have a secret that you're happy about, or maybe you had a secret that got out into the world, but it ended up doing a load of good, I want to hear about it. The number, of course, is 929-SECRETS, or you can leave a voice message at secretshotline.org. And as always... If you change your mind, just call me back within 24 hours and I won't publish the call. All the music you heard on this episode comes from the band Ranges. You can check them out at rangesmusic.com. The Secrets Hotline is a labor of love and radio and made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. If you want to help keep the show going, you can contribute at loveandradio.org member. Or if you don't have any extra cash lying around, you can help the show by writing a review in your favorite podcast app. I'm Nicholas Sardine Punch Punch Vanderkolk. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.